Welcome to the Pro Basketball Talk podcast. I'm Dan Feldman. I'm here with Kurt Heelan, and we're going to do something a little different this year for our season preview. I think a lot of season previews are lacking, predictions especially, are, are lacking in, in providing the right amount of context. Uh, we could say, who do you think is going to win MVP? Let's, and uh, I, I can't ask Kurt that because we're about to do a, a contest here, and I don't want to get his answer. I might be giving something away in mine. Uh but if somebody says who's going to win MVP, you can look at the odds. You can see Luka Doncic is the favorite. And you can easily answer Luka Doncic or pick any player you want. If you know what you're doing, though, you probably think the actual answer is not Luka Doncic or not any one specific player. The odds are uh, for the field for an award like that and for really for a lot of these honors. Uh, it's rare somebody should be favored against the field. And so, yeah, I could put down Luka Doncic. I'll probably be wrong. But my true prediction is somebody else i'd always rather pick somebody else and so i want to try and contextualize uh where that is how confident are we in the favorites how many favorites would we need to be favored over the field so we're going to play a little game here we've got nine categories lined up uh to to predict and the way it's going to work i think this will make more sense to everybody listening as we go it's it's not complicated the way it's going to work is we're going to name a category and then we're each going to say, we've written down our numbers beforehand. We're not uh, bidding against each other, but we're going to name a number where, so the first one we're going to do is NBA champion. And we're going to name a number where I'm going to say, what's the lowest number where if I could get this many teams, I'd, I'd be more confident that one of these teams is going to win the title than anybody else. Uh, so let's start with NBA champion. Let's just jump right into it, Kurt. My number is three. If I can get the teams that I, the three teams I think are most likely to be the NBA champion, I would take that over the other 27. What is your number for NBA champion? Wow. You actually went lower than me. I had four. Okay. Um, I, I would probably overlap on a couple of those. Um, let me guess. The Nets are on your list. Yes. They sure <laughs> yeah. I think, I think the Nets and the Bucks are kind of the givens. Uh, yes. Those are two. And I, I also took the Lakers. Um, yeah. I think it's, it's fairly evenly split. After Nets and Bucks, there there are several teams that I'm nervous about leaving off. But who is your fourth? The Jazz. It's the one oh, team. Wow. That was that was my fourth, and I thought that was unconventional. I, I is the one team that I think is capable of sneaking up into that group. I, a, I think they're going to have the best regular season record in the West. I just the continuity they they bring oh, back and be stuff. Be careful! Don't don't give me too much information for one of our next questions. I, okay, yeah, sorry, but I think that they're. They're one of those teams who is capable. Now they've got to stay healthy, and I think because they because they play as an ensemble, um, there's just more margin for error if you're the Bucks or you know the Bucks can lose Dante Divincenzo for the playoffs and still win the championship. Um, I think the Nets and Lakers have, as long as their core guys are there, they have a little of that flexibility. I think the Jazz, that margin for error slips. Like if Joe Ingles isn't there, that hurts them a lot more than missing a role, you know, missing a role player on those other teams. But they're the one team I think is, I, I just have a feeling that this is the, the make or break year for them and they, they are capable of a Bucks-like leap. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm way higher on the Jazz, I think, than most. I, th- I think yeah, right almost there. And look, I, I could go back and forth. Lakers, Jazz. Uh, I even put Suns in that mix, too. I think they're going to be really good. I was going to ask you about that. Like, like, do you, are, are you lower on the Suns? Or I just – I, I feel I'm like – higher on the Suns. 
I feel like a lot of things went right for them that I just am not sure that things are going to break that way for them again. And so I tried to keep the number low. I kept them off here, but they would have been my next. Well, them are the, you know, I don't, again, I don't want to go too far down this road because we've got to discuss it. We'll discuss the East in a minute. There are other teams that I think if things go right type of thing, but I mean, you could do that if things go, I, I don't think the Warriors are going to win the championship this year, but could I make it, but I could make it. I Go ahead. The Warriors are the team I had next, right? So, if you, so I, I, Nets, Bucks were easy choices. I thought about maybe doing it with two, but that wasn't, especially with Kyrie Irving's status. You lose some faith in the Nets. I needed a third yeah. one in there. Uh, I'm glad I got it and still got it in there under you. I could, I almost could have said two, um, but to me, Lakers, uh, Jazz, Suns, and Warriors were the ones I considered uh, for that third spot. I think, I think honestly, with any of those, I would have taken three. I feel most confident in the Lakers. I think they got that upside yeah. with LeBron, with Anthony Davis. Uh, I'm not enthralled with uh, how Russell Westbrook is, is going to fit onto this team. Uh, but the Warriors, I, I don't think, are that far behind. They were really good last year when they didn't play James Weissman, when they didn't play Kelly Oubre. Oubre's gone, and they don't have to play Weissman as much. They figured out down the stretch last year uh, how it could look without him. Uh, they, they can maybe he'll be better in the second year. He should be better. He had so little experience at, at Memphis. Like he could be better, and that could be the solution. But if he's not, if he's not fitting better, they don't have to play him. I think they are a legit championship contender too. Uh, a, you're counting on Clay Thompson. I'm not Com- coming. Really? Oh, I think they have to have. I think they need all NBA Clay. But See, by, don't. by the that'd playoffs, be that'd be a bonus, of course. But I, I, I think they're a championship contender even without Clay Thompson. I was just so oh. impressed with how they looked when they got rid of, of some of those ill-fitting guys late last season. Uh, the other thing I think with Wiseman, I really liked what Steve Kerr said. It, 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 it kind of slipped under the radar, but during the playoffs last year, you know, DeAndre Ayton's making his leap, and and Kerr came out and said, "I'm taking something away from that. They've simplified the game for Ayton." They, they, they strip, you know, I feel like it's a quarterback. Like, hey, we're not giving him tw- all these reads anymore. He's not Tom Brady. He's a rookie. Let's give him two reads, man. Two reads and then throw the ball away. I think you can do that with Wiseman a little bit this year. Just strip the game down, make it much more simple for him in his second year. And and I, he's, I'm not saying he's going to make an eight and likely, but I think he can be useful for them in a way he just he just wasn't last year. I agree. Um but I wonder whether that'll be their mentality, his mentality. Um, I see you know, what he can bring as a screener roller. I'm, I'm still concerned by his defensive awareness, but offensively uh, doing those, those simplified things I think could be very good. But I think they have this idea of he's got all this talent. He can shoot. He could maybe even handle some. Like we can expand his game. We can turn him into a better player for the long run, and that's how we're going to win in the long run. To me, you got a championship contender. You do what you need to do in the short term uh, to have him contribute. So I, I don't know if that's the approach they'll take, but I'm with you that that's available to them. Yeah, I th- well, well, I think it also just depends on how it goes. You can yeah. try that out, and it may not work. True, true. All right, let's go to the East before you uh, reveal too, too much more about, about how you feel about these teams. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see, so... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. What do eight bags of concrete mix, a cooler full of 30-pound sea bass, and a 10-inch compound miter saw have in common? 
They're all things that are easier to load in and out of the bed of the new F-150. Thanks to its new available pro-access tailgate, that's also a swing gate. The new 2024 Ford F-150. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024. Pro-access tailgate available starting spring 2024. Cargo and load capacity limited by weight and weight distribution. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Uh... All right, so for the East, this is East uh, champion. So who's going to re- represent the East in the finals? Uh, I've got two teams uh, where I, I take two over the other 13. Uh, how many teams do you have? I have two as well. Um, okay. it is, I know we have the same teams. Yeah, exactly. I will say that it was very, very hard for me to leave the Heat out of there. Uh, I, 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 I'm i a believer. I, I don't think they're going to be – I think they're going to be a fine regular season team. I think they're a playoff team, but I think they are the kind of team that can come together and be a real problem in the playoffs with Bam Adebayo playing defense in the paint, uh, Jimmy Butler on the wing, uh, a healthy Kyle Lowry um, shooting from Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. Like I think that they have the kind of versatility and roster that can come together for a playoff run. Um, I, I'm not sure that they're going to put that together, but uh, to me, it's still kind of there are two teams that separate themselves, and one of those two is very likely to come out of the of the East. So I think it's I, I'm with you. I think it's a two team thing. I just Miami is my kind of clear third once you get to the playoffs, but I'm not sure they'll be third in the regular season. That might be Atlanta or somebody else. Yeah, I, I'm also a big, bigger believer in them in the playoffs than the regular season. Um, let's go to the West, but real quick. So the way this is going to work, if we both have the same number, uh, we're going to go back at the end for all the ones we have the same number and alternate which one you, you pick. So you, you, I'm going to give you the first pick when we go to that stage. Uh, thank right. you for indulging me in this exercise. And so for all the ones we have the same number, basically you're just going to pick them in the order of confidence uh, of how good you felt about that one. Um, all right, so to the West, uh, my number is three. What is your number for the West champion? Uh, I had three as well because I did put the Suns in there. Okay, so you, so you're uh, well. Okay, I I guess we both have kind of given away that uh, we actually have the same three teams on that one. Uh, yeah, Lakers, Jazz, and Suns. Uh, let's talk more about them when we revisit that one. That's fair. Uh, now we're going to go to some individual awards. So we're going to give a number of players uh, where you would take them over everybody else in the league, the hundreds and hundreds of other players who could win these awards. Uh, so for me. For MVP, uh, to feel comfortable that I'm more than 50% to have the MVP winner in my group, I need six players. How many do you need? Oh, you, you were a little lower than me. I had eight. Okay. Uh, well, we'll see who the I, – I don't feel great about this. I think there are a couple of real strong candidates I left off, but I feel like six gives me just enough. So my six, Joel Embiid. Yes. Uh, who is my pick? We did predictions, but it was partially based on uh, Ben Simmons not being there. Maybe he'll be there now, and so that that probably hurts Embiid a little. I still think I don't think it hurts it that much, though. That's still Embiid's team, and I still expect him to feel he has to. He's got to step up and carry this team now. He's not. I don't think there's going to be some any catering in Philly to uh, 
to Ben Simmons. By the way, Dan, just out of curiosity, because this is a, could be a whole other podcast topic. If Simmons comes back and gets on the court, how do you think he handles it? Like the the negativity around him, because he's never he's never been good with confrontation and negativity. No, no, uh, not at all. I, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. We'll see if he actually gets on the court. I think it's going to be bad. I, I think fans are going to boo him. I think uh, – but but here's the thing. I'm not sure if he cares at this point, right? Like, yeah. If he's just coasting through and is mentally checked out and defeated and all of that happens, maybe that makes him more likely to be traded. Maybe that's part of the plan. Yeah. Um, as far as Embiid, the, the two reasons I like him as an MVP candidate much more uh, if Simmons weren't playing – I guess I got three reasons. One, I think they do step on each other's toes a little bit offensively. So if Simmons weren't there, it's more room for Embiid to thrive. Two, there's the narrative. If the 76ers are good without Simmons of, wow, look at Joel Embiid stepping up uh, in ways that he might have been doing anyway. Uh, but that narrative is there. And three, if Simmons isn't playing, it's more likely they trade Simmons for uh, better fitting players who can accentuate Embiid. Uh, but if Simmons is out there playing, I don't like Embiid quite as much. He's still high on my list. Definitely one of my top six. Um, I also have Luka Doncic. Uh, yeah. Favorite uh, betting. You know, you can go to points bet, see the odds. I, I use that a lot for, for coming up with these picks here. He's the betting favorite. Uh, I've got Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, I think he's going to get some benefit of the doubt after what he did in the playoffs last year. Uh, I've got Kevin Durant, maybe the best player in the league. He's got a lot more room, uh, you, you know, to, yeah. to shine with Kyrie Irving's sideline. I've got LeBron because LeBron – could be in the mix, right? There are a lot of people who just want to vote for LeBron. They believe he's the best player in the league, and he might be. Um, he's going to get some benefit of the doubt. I also have Steph Curry. Uh, for all the reasons we were talking about before, about how I'm a Warriors believer, when they were really cooking, uh, that was because Curry w- was was doing so well. Uh, he could be in position to succeed again this year. Uh, there are a couple really strong candidates I left out uh, that I don't feel good about. I'm curious. So you had eight. Did you have everybody on my list? Yes. Uh, okay, and then so who are the other two? And by the way, well, there was two guys that the two guys you didn't pick last year's winner. I, I, I know that was that was one of the. T- I got two. I feel really bad about leaving out, and he is one. Yeah, I just to me, I really think um, that's like, he's he's just he's got a shot. Like I think Denver's still going to be really good. I think they're probably a top four seed, and you know we'll see when Jamal Murray gets back and how he's playing and what kind of threat that team is at the end of the year. Um, you know, we I, neither neither you nor I put them on our our. West or championship list. But if you told me Jamal Murray was all the way back, that would have been a different story. I just, I can't, I'm not convinced that'll happen. Agreed. Um, the other guy, and I, I mentioned this in in the story we did at NBC. I just, I have Anthony Davis in there. I think that this is the, he's got to stay healthy. He's got to play 70 plus games, but I think he can be a defensive force. Uh, we'll get to that later. I think he can be a defensive force and, uh, and put up numbers, and I think they need him. Look, they're going to play him a lot more at center. I don't, not constantly, but you know, two years ago, if you looked at the numbers when he won the defensive uh, All NBA first team center, which was more about getting the five best guys on the first team, but uh, he was the All NBA first team center. He played about forty percent of his minutes at the five. I expect to see more of that this year. Some something closer to that number than the. It was less than twenty percent last year. He, barely, you know, he didn't play a lot of five. I think you're going to see him move back to that position more because the Lakers need him. But I also think it showcases him a little better. I, yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. Uh, as far as Jokic, I, I'm a big believer in him and have been for a long time. My my concern is just mostly narrative. Right, he's one MVP. You really have to up your level 
uh, to win back to back. That's just how it is. He, you know, he, he's going to lose. I think some benefit of the doubt there, and uh, I, I just think that's it's a higher bar for him than some other players, and uh, that kept him roughly seventh on my list. the The guy I had, who I was really kicking myself uh, for leaving off, was uh, James Harden. Uh, yeah, that was another one that I was really close with. Yeah, he's always in the MVP mix, except for last year. And even last year, like, you know, people were talking about him more seriously for awards than, than I thought was deserved, given that he, like, sabotaged a team for part of the season. Even even if, like, it was only a week or two, like, that's a lot of negativity against other players who've been positive contributors all year. Um, but he's always in the mix. And again, with Kyrie Irving out, that that opens the door. Um, we're, we're in similar shape on those six, eight. I don't think that's a huge difference. Uh, no. I think we're and facing I, this similarly. I, I, ultimately, when it comes to the voting, I got a feeling Harden Durant siphon from each other a little bit. Like if they both actually have really good seasons and both stay healthy, it, when it comes to who actually wins the award, I think it's if they both have good seasons, it becomes harder for one of them to win the award because they'll just split the vote a little bit. Uh, uh, with, with the Nets, uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, you know, like I said I I, I picked Luca, but I picked Luca a because I think Durant and Harden siphon votes off from each other a little bit, and in part because they didn't get a secondary ball handler in <laughs> Dallas. Man, it's still it's still the Luca show. They do not, you know, even even if things go right for them and Porzingis makes us come back, return, takes a step forward, whatever, however you want to phrase that. Um, even if he finds his way, it's it's still it's you know Jalen Brunson their ne- next best shot creator. Like they just there's not much there. Yep, yep, absolutely. And Reggie Bullock could uh, help yeah. uh, Luke Doncic like be even better in that primary role. Um, and, and Anthony Davis, LeBron splitting votes too potentially. Yes, that actually um, could happen. Yeah. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Uh, let's jump over to Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, my number on that one is three. He still beat me. I had four, but I but I bet I know who the guy I put in because I think he's got a real shot that you don't have. There is. All right, you tell me before I give you my three. You tell me who it is. I think. Look, I, I think the clears the people you probably have on the list and and clear should be there. Rudy Gobert's won the thing three times. Could easily win it a fourth. Um, I I picked Anthony Davis um, as a guy who could win it, and I think again at five and what the Lakers need from him on what's the what is a bad perimeter defensive team? They're going to ask a lot of him, and he could showcase. Obviously, Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, is, again, a previous winner. 
I have Bam at a bio in there. Mm, and that's that's the fourth that I think I had that you didn't because I think he's got a real shot at this. Yeah, yep, that is the fourth, and you did nail my three. Um, what what gives you faith in Bam? Because he was not my fourth. Oh, um, well, I think it's just again a lot's going to be asked of him, but I think he's I think he's going to step forward. I think defensively they've got some challenges on the perimeter in, in, in Miami. I mean, Jimmy Butler can be a lockdown defender, but he tends not to do that all season long. Uh, he tends to pick his spots a little. Um, Lowry's, again, not a terrible, terrible defender, but not uh, certainly not great. Um, you know, Heron Robinson, some of the guys they have to do it more with length. Uh, I just think he's a lot's going to be asked of him, but I think he's also capable of it, and he's going to be on a team a lot of team are, people are watching. I just I think this is a spot where he can kind of step up and – be in that be in that mix. So I'm a bigger believer in his teammates' defense than it sounds like you are, especially Lowry. But that might actually help him because sometimes owners are just like, well, wow, you had the best defense in the league. We need to assign all that credit to one person. Uh, bam. And he, he you know, there's a good chance he would be the, the one who deserves the most credit. Uh, but what maybe is a balanced defensive effort, including the coaching, right? Spolstra is an excellent defensive coach. Um, the one I had fourth was, was Joel Embiid. Didn't yeah. make my list. I didn't need him. Uh, but, you know, if you ask Joel Embiid, who's the best defender on the 76ers, he'd say him, not Ben Simmons, who, who got the defensive player of the year candidacy last year. And so if if Philadelphia isn't getting much from Ben Simmons, uh, if he's not playing much or what, what, however that goes, if he's trade, whatever, but they maintain a really high level of defense, I think Embiid would get a lot of credit. Um, but you nailed on the typical candidates. Uh, I, you know, I almost considered trying to go real low and go with one and just go with Rudy Gobert because he is like such nice. a reliable regular season yeah. defender. He is he is there. Like he's awesome. Uh, yeah, Giannis, Anthony Davis, they, they're, they're more dynamic. They could be there too. Utah, it's real clear what he does defensively, right? Like just because they've built their whole system and it's not, again, another team of I, – I think you're going to see improved – like Mike Conley's a, a – solid, good perimeter defender. I think that Donovan Mitchell's capable of being a better perimeter defender than we've seen from him. Um, but they've got, I think what showed up in the playoffs is that they have to clean that up, right? That the, the book on the, if you go five out, you can, they have to be better on the perimeter. Somebody has to stay in front of somebody because you can pull Rudy out of the, out of the paint. So, uh it's going to be interesting, but he's certainly look. He's really clear what he does, and I think Bam can bring a little of that. By the way, I, I'm with you on Embiid. By the way, I think Joel Embiid is a very good defensive center. It was not easy leaving him off this list. Although I would disagree that maybe the best defender on that team is Matisse Thybul. Yeah, but just, I, in terms of like you know moments of defense, yes, I think biggest defensive impact is going to be Embiid because of minutes played, because of the position he plays on the court. When you're by the rim, it's more opportunities to, to affect the game, and then minutes, the the even bigger thing. They um, they need more out of him if he can provide a little more offensively, then they can give him the minutes they want to give him for the defense. But you know, he, if, they he can't be. Simmons, if they trade Ben Simmons for somebody who can shoot, that would make it easier, right? Like you're really yeah. pressing your, your spacing already with just Simmons and Embiid. And now you want to put in Thibel. That's tough. Um, a different look 76 or seem, yeah, maybe that could work. I, on the other hand, uh, it also, another route to do that would have been a backup center who could shoot. They went with Andre Drummond. So there's even more minutes where, do you want to play Tybal and, and Andre Drummond together? I mean, yeah. if he gets backups, like maybe you can get away with it, but there's there's limitations there. 
Um, Agreed. Let's let's go to rookie of the year. Uh, I can't believe I'm coming under you on all of these. I, I expected I'd be more conservative. We'll see if this changes. Uh, got some bigger numbers overall coming up. Maybe not right here. My rookie of the year number is three. Wow, I've got you there. I have two. I think it's a two-man okay. race. Um, I know you're two. Yeah, go ahead. Well, it's Jalen Green and Cade Cunningham. Yeah. I, I just I, to me to me look to me it's I'm curious who your third person is because I think it's a it's when it comes to rookie of the year it's not just talent it's opportunity mm-hmm. it's having the ball in your hands and. I, I'm not Suggs. I'm not sure he's going to have the ball in his hands enough. Uh, Mobley, I just don't think is there yet. I think the GM's picked Mobley as the best player five years from now, and that that might be the case. But he's he's got a long way to go to get there. I just don't think he's there yet. So who who's your third? My third is Jalen Suggs. I think he's okay. going to earn the role. I I know the Magic have Marco Fultz and Cole Anthony, uh, but I I think Suggs is going to earn their role. I I don't feel strongly about the third. Right, I, I could have gone with Mobley, but they've got Jared Allen, and I'm just not sure he'll have the opportunity. I could have gone with Scotty Barnes, who I think is going to have a, a fairly substantial role in Toronto. Uh, I'm not sure he's going to put up the scoring numbers that typically dazzle. Look, I could have gone with two. I almost went with two. Cade Cunningham, he's banged up. I'm not really sure what's going on there, and that was just enough to make me say I need a third person. Uh, I would have done three with with any of the guys I just mentioned. I think Suggs has the best chance because because of the way he plays when you have the ball in your hands, it's opportunity to, to rack up stats. That, that's what voters are often looking for, especially with an award like this. Uh, but I think it was pretty much a two-man race and, and the field. And so I just wanted to pick out just a little bit more of the field to feel comfortable with it. Uh, Jalen Green and Houston, obviously very well set up to have a huge role. Uh, Cade Cunningham set up to have a big role. Once he gets healthy, it's just that health made me a little yeah. uncertain. Is there anybody down the board there, like Shingun or somebody, where you're like, man, they could sneak in and, and I don't know if they'd win it, but but certainly get on the board. Like, are there? I was kept looking, like, who am I missing here? Oh yeah, so I think there are a ton of players that have a chance, and they'll most of them will sound silly, right? Like, uh, does. Uh, I mean, Shane Goodwin, does Davian Mitchell in Sacramento? Right? Yeah. If he just looks like tenacious defensively and that transforms the team, what if uh, James Booknight in Charlotte is ready to go as yeah. a score, put up numbers, right? I I can like imagine a bunch of guys. Most rookies don't, right? What, but there is an opportunity for a surprise. I think you're probably okay with two. I don't. I, I think there's a decent chance. I took three for a reason. But I think you're you're in decent shape having those two. But this is a word where we've seen. Yeah, every once in a while somebody comes out of nowhere. That's uh, that's not unheard of by any means. Yeah, and that is the thing that I and the thing I found challenging about this. It's like you, there are people every year. We just we feel like we overlook somebody, and it's become. I mean, a it's partially talent, but a lot of times it's just fit. It's a fit, an opportunity. You're like, oh, I didn't. I, Book night's a good example. Like he fits exactly. They drafted a guy who fits exactly what they need him to be. I just don't expect him to be it as a rookie. Mm-hmm. But could be. Right. I mean, we, we, we get a lot of number one picks being rookie of the year. But yeah. Malcolm Brogdon's won it. Michael Carter-Williams has won it. Like, even Damian Lillard uh, coming in and winning it was, it was a bit of a surprise. Tyreek Evans. Like, guys come up from, I'd say it's not uncommon for somebody middle-ish of the lottery uh, to, be, to be rookie of the year. Or it could be a number one pick or the guy who's the best in the draft like last year, even though he didn't go number one with no ball. I, I had rated as. In the top of the draft, so, and I think most of us had him. I, I, we looked at the opportunity. I think he was, he was the betting favorite. I was remember. I think we both picked him to be rookie of the year going into the season, and because we just thought, not only had he shown the talent, but again, they were just turning the keys over to him. 
Right. All right. I think we're going to come to some bigger numbers here for these uh, final three categories. I know I am. So if yes. you're down in this range, you're, uh, you're going to be picking them all. Uh, sixth man of the year. I have 14 players. Wow. I, you're ahead of me then. Uh, I had eight, and I, okay. but, I, but I found that one challenging. Like, yeah. who, who were your – I had uh, – well, who did you have? Why don't you go first and get, get your eight? It's a lower number. I'll fill in. Uh, All right. I have, I have Jordan Crawford. Did I say Crawford? Did I say Clark? Did I say Crawford? Clark said, "I'll take. Um, I'll also take Lou Williams." No, I'm just kidding. Uh, all the old winners. No, I said I wrote Crawford, but I meant Clarkson. Um, and from the same team, Joe Ingles, who finished in the voting last year. Um, I like Dennis Schroeder a lot um, as a bounce back year. Um, I'm curious if he plays within the system or if he just realizes he needs a contract and starts trying to jack up the shots for numbers and kind of those things. But I think he has real potential. Um, I have come around uh, this preseason on Jordan Poole, who has been fantastic. Um, I think Derek Rose has a chance. I, uh, Patty Mills. Um, I don't, I was, I have Patty Mills coming in, in here and I'm like, well, somebody, I'm putting a slash nets on that because I'm not with Kyrie out. Who's the bench right, character? Right, there were a couple of guys where I'm like, oh, I don't know who's going to start. Yeah, it's, I feel that way with the Heat. I, Tyler Hero, um, I know has real potential in that role, but Tyler Hero, I'm, I'm just not sure who's like what ultimately the rotations will look like. I, I think Duncan Robinson starts and Hero comes off the bench and he could be that guy in Miami, but somebody in Miami will be there. I have Jalen Brunson, who again I think is going to have a real opportunity. That was my eight. Did I say Derrick Rose? I meant to say Derrick Rose. Uh, yes, who did say Derrick Rose, who is uh, my favorite for the award. So obviously uh, – Oh, really? Um, but, but what, why, can I ask why Rose as the favorite? Well, I think I think uh, he's comfortable coming off the bench. I think the Knicks are yeah. comfortable bringing him off the bench. Some of these guys, there's a little risk they could start. Um, New York bias. Yeah. Um, you know, some sense he should have won it last year from some corners. Um, who who else do you have though? If, if did you have everybody I had? So I think I only got seven from you. I think I'm missing one from you. I did have everybody you had so far. Um, uh, so I got Jordan Clarkson, Joe Ingles, Dennis Schroeder, Jordan Poole, Derek Rose, Patty Mills, Jalen Brunson, uh, Tyler Hero. Oh, you you did have Hero. Okay, yeah, I do have Hero. I, I I do have Tyler Hero. I think that that's like I said, it's a I'm curious what the rotation shake out like. If you told me mid-season hero starts again, yeah, yeah, that could happen. Yeah, especially but, if he's playing well. But I think six man of the year. Yeah, expect exactly. But I think the Heat. I think it's very distinctly possible. If it's, it's kind of like I put the slash with Mills. If Mills ends up starting, somebody else on on Brooklyn could really fill into that six man role. I think it's that case with the Heat. If, if Hero jumps up and just starts too many games to be a sixth man, there still might be somebody else coming off that bench. Um, who, who stands a chance because I like their depth enough. So the I had everybody you had, uh, which is I was a little surprised by that. Uh, the others I have, Kevin Herter on the Hawks. Interesting. You know, I'm, nice I've, I've never been as high as on Herter as everybody else, and I think I'm just missing the boat there, but yeah. yeah. We'll see. Uh, Larry Nance Jr. on the Trailblazers. He could end up starting. I wouldn't be surprised, but and he's not going to put the scoring numbers. I don't feel great about that. Uh, I've got campaign on the Suns. His role might be too small behind Chris Paul, yeah. uh, but he's been good for a while. He was good in the playoffs. He was good in yeah. the regular season. He was good in the bubble. I, I don't think that was fluky. Um, I have Montrez Harrell on the Wizards, who I, I think Ooh. as much 
as everybody kind of forgot. Yeah. Yeah. was hating on him last year. Like he was still in the running for me for six man of the year ballot. Uh, he has flaws, but he comes in and impacts the game. And in a certain I, way. I will tell you that I, th- I, I think that's actually a really good call. And I'm kind of regretting not putting him on there. Um, <laughs> Just because going back and looking at the Lakers didn't use him well, or or let me rephrase that, didn't use him to his strengths. He is, when he won the award with the Clippers, it was as a pick and roll partner with Lou Williams. And Lou Williams won it the year before, but they were one of the better pick and roll combos in the league. Um, They had a real chemistry together. He is ultimately, Montrezl Harrell is a guy who wants to set the pick, roll hard, use that energy and can finish. Um, they got away with that with the Lakers. They had him playing off the ball a lot more. They had him as a cutter, um, and, and it it just didn't fit right. I think if the Wizards go back to using him as a pick and roll big off the bench and, and bring that energy uh, with again, they've got some you know it's maybe with Spencer Dinwiddie at times, maybe with other guys on that roster. I think that that's a role that if they use him right, he could thrive. Yep, uh, I'm hoping for this. Uh, he gets a lot of minutes with Spencer Dinwiddie. It could work out fine with Aaron Holiday too. As a yeah, it's, Holiday's a good good choice too. Yeah, yeah, but but if if he's like staggered and playing with Dinwiddie, then I feel even better about it. And then my last two, I have, uh, I took both Gary Trent Jr. and Goran Dragic. Uh, whoever's coming off the bench for the Raptors, I think has a chance. So for me to to feel good about that, I needed to take both. Um, I have here on the list. I you know. The Heat's rotation could shake out in a different way. Yeah. Somebody I regret, um, but I wouldn't feel as good about another player uh, winning it as I do Hero. For the Raptors, I needed both uh, Trent and Drogic. Yeah, I, I I don't have a Raptor on there, but uh, I, that absolutely could happen. The Raptors are a team. I've I'm just finding I'm, a, I'm really curious where they end up falling in the East and what that team ends up like. <laughs> I think they're a little. I think they're better than I probably think they are, or they might be better than I think they are. Um, there, there is some talent there, and yeah, they're going to bring some talent off the bench, whichever guy it is. Yep. All right, let's jump over to uh, most improved player, uh, and because I am a huge coward, I needed twenty-five players. Wow. Uh, so I'm pretty sure this is going to be your category. Yeah, I, I had ten, and I thought that was low. Um, it, it, this is the hardest to me always to predict preseason. It's, it's the one I'm always least comfortable with just because it is almost by definition an award that should surprise you. Right. Right. But is it, this is why we're doing this, right? Instead of saying, I'm going to pick one player for most improved player. Cause I think that just ends up being silly. Give me 10 guys that you feel good enough about where you're taking them over the field. To me, that says so much more than just picking one of those 10. Um, yeah. Um, Who are you? I, all right, I have Jordan Poole, um, who, again, has kind of blown me away in the, the preseason. Um, I think the betting favorite I, – I actually didn't – it wasn't Michael Porter Jr. the betting favorite. He was earlier. at times, yes. Um, um, currently at, at points bet, or at least as of uh, last night, uh, the, the favorite was actually uh, Jordan Poole tied with uh, OG Ananobi. Oh, that's uh, – Ananobi's another guy I absolutely have on my list. Um uh, Christian Wood, who I think people kind of sleep on and played really well, missed time with an injury uh, a year ago. Um, but I like uh, um, R.J. Barrett, I think, is a guy ready to a step forward this season. Uh, Tyrese Maxey is another guy who uh, is not only can take a step forward, but uh, with whatever's going on with Ben Simmons just may get the opportunity, is going to be kind of thrust into that role. 
Um, I'll take I took Matisse Thibel, who we discussed earlier. Basically, I'm I'm betting on him being able to shoot <laughs> at some point, right? Um, well, if he can do that, that would certainly make a good case for most improved player. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, I have Anthony Edwards in there, although I'm not that one. I'm less convinced about, but I think it is possible that he just makes such a leap that we cannot. If I had you, to pick, go ahead. If I had to pick one player for most improved player, it's Anthony Edwards. Really? I, I think he's got all the ingredients. He's got the raw talent. I think he was – I mean part of the problem is he was overrated by a lot of people last year by how good he actually was. He showed a lot of things. He was very promising and he was good by the end of the year, no question. Um, I think the season he had overall like wasn't that good. I, I don't even think he cracked my top three for rookie of the year. because Oh, he didn't that? because people climbed all over me for that. Oh, good. Perfect. That's uh, that's why I like. Actually, if I, I don't know if I've told this story like on a podcast. Like, I picked him third because I, I had um, it in the in, on my official ballot um, with um, Torres Halliburton second, just because Halliburton had a much steadier year. He was very good all year. Anthony Edwards was the second best rookie, maybe the best rookie by the very end of the season. But I, I counted that first half where he was genuinely dreadful against him. Um, or it was dreadful for at least a long stretch of it. And I got called out by a couple of, of um, Minnesota fans who were like, wanted like when the official votes became public, went hunting for who didn't put him second. And, and, and there were nine of us. And, and, and one guy literally added everybody. And when he went down the list and I'm, I'm going to go blank on this off the top of my head, but we added everybody in a, in a tweet. And I'm like, Oh, Kevin Arnovitz. Kevin Pelton, Tim Bontemps, and on down this list of like smart guys, smart guy. Well, okay, I feel much better about this now that I see who I'm with. Like, I like you just listed a bunch of people I really respect the opinions of. So okay, I feel much better about like I. I was wondering if I was on an island among voters, and I'm no, no, it was I not among on, a, on an island. I was with like people I think are smart, way smarter than I. So, um, Anthony Edwards though could do it. Uh, did I mention Jaron Jackson Jr., by the way? He would be on that list. You have not gotten to him. He's high on the list for me. Yeah. Um, and Kevin Porter Jr. is another one. Uh, all, all, every, every Porter Jr. gets in. Yep. Yep. So uh, you, could, you could try to sneak by with nine and just say Porter Jr. <laughs> yeah, I could. Just say. Um, so that was my 10. Yeah. Um, mostly on my list. I didn't go with Christian Wood. Um, I can't believe he didn't crack my top 25. My knock on Christian Wood is that like he's already pretty good. Uh, yeah. Uh, That's the thing, yeah. But maybe people haven't noticed. I've thought he's good for a while, and I feel like he's been slowly and slowly getting recognition, and I'm not sure how much more he can break out. But, yeah, he might be my number 26. I don't think that's a bad pick. I don't think R.J. Barrett quite cracked my list. He could. He you know, he improved, I think, a lot from his rookie year to his sophomore year, and you could see that continuing uh, to progress. Uh, Jordan Poole is actually somebody I had in my top three last year. Uh, yeah. most improved player, but I think that's a, a, a good sign. Uh, I think often most improved player is, is somebody who has already improved, but people didn't notice fully. And then the year where they improve again and everybody notices. So you get two years of improvement. That's a, that's a good way to win. I, I like Jordan Poole. Uh, I'm going to go through some of the other names I have. Stop me if uh, you hear somebody you want to talk more about. Uh, DeAndre Hunter and Cam Radish from the Hawks. Mm, I, good I call. Yeah, good I had DeAndre Hunter like uh, as my most improved favorite before he got hurt last year. Uh, maybe he can pick up where he left off. Cam Reddish hasn't really had a chance to show what he can do, but look good for moments in the playoffs. Uh, I got Robert Williams uh, on the Celtics in line for a bigger yeah. role. Um, 
more players that you also had. I had Shea Gilgis Alexander. Um, he just got maxed out. Doesn't I don't right. we realize he's good? Well, he hasn't been an all-star yet. So, right, I feel like first-time all-star is a place where, where you can get some value here. Uh, that's why I also had De'Aaron Fox. Not necessarily a job no. rant, not necessarily predicting that they're going to be all-stars, uh, but there's a chance there. Uh, Zion Williamson, I think – that's. Has, yeah. I, I, I only left him off because of the foot injury yeah. and, just, and just my lack of trust that he's going to be in shape. Yep, yep, same. I mean, well, I, I had him just then. Maybe he would have cracked your top 25. Yes. Um, I, yes. If I were doing 10, I don't think he would have made it because of the foot injury. And part of his case is going to be based on, you know, not only playing better, but being more available. And that's off to yeah. a, I mean, it, a bad start. It's off to a bad start, but if he plays 70 games, give or take, he absolutely could be. I mean, he frankly could be all NBA. I mean, like he, he yeah. could he could he, he has that level of talent. I had him on an all-NBA team last year. He's one where I think he's was a little underrated last year for how good he was playing, and so maybe people will realize all that this year gives him most improved player uh, credit. I've got Zach Levine with a uh, with a history of of improving throughout his career, and maybe he brings everything together. There's there's some rough spots in his game. His defense, his passing could be better. Um, he improves so much as a scorer and improved at some of those peripheral skills. But if he brings everything together and is the best player on a winning team because he's got a little bit more help. Uh, that could be a nice uh, narrative for him. Uh, Darius Garland, young player, yes. shown some talent. Almost put him on. Yeah, hasn't quite put together. Lonzo Ball, uh, similar to Zach Levine, right? Could be going on to a winning yeah. team, could be getting a bigger role. Uh, he could benefit from the, the Bulls boost. Uh, I've got Derek White and DeJounte Murray uh, from the, the Spurs. They lost a lot of production. Somebody's going to have to step up, step up there. If it's one of them, I, I could see them having uh, – having some yeah. support there, but they're already you know, solid players. We'll see. Uh, LaMelo Ball, uh, you know, second year yeah. jump. There are a lot of rough parts to his game he could iron out. Um, I picked Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter Jr. from the Magic. Uh, I, they lost a lot of production between the If one of them really seizes that center role, I can see that. Neither has, especially Bamba, hasn't been that good. A lot of I, a lot of room for I, growth. I am, yeah, there's a lot of room for growth. I, I, have, uh, I have jumped off the Mo Bamba train. I, I've moved on. Yeah, me too, mostly. But but he also some good reports coming out of the preseason on him, just enough to crack my top 25. Uh, I've got Alexei Pukashevsky, a really super weird talent. Uh, looks good yeah. at times, look, looks horrendous at times. Going to get opportunities. Yes, opportunities for sure. Uh, and then Patrick Williams, yet another bull. Yeah. I feel like if that team makes a jump, maybe somebody will get the credit. Maybe that actually, deserve it. That actually, he might be the guy who most, they're going to need him and if he gets that when he gets healthy. They need his defense. Yeah. That is a yeah. horrific defensive team, and he is the one guy who can match up out there. You, well, I think Lonzo Ball can too. But that's true. That's true. There's something else doing it in the front court, just where you're positioned yeah. to, to impact more things. Um, yeah, usually you don't win most improved player because you get your defense together. Uh, that's true. But maybe deserve it, right? So he, he was my last one on there. Uh, so that's a, a big advantage to you on 10 to 25 there. Uh, I got a lot of extra picks. We were taking a little bit more risk. We'll see how it goes, right? This is the first year yeah. doing this. I don't know what like the right numbers. I don't know exactly how to balance. Yeah, exactly. I, I thought, and I find this to be like I said. I I went with ten, and I you know I could have easily added. I think that was a good call on DeAndre Hunter. I thought about Sadiq Bay. There were some people in there yeah. where I just was like that. I left off to try to keep the number low. That could have could have surprised me. You know, I don't think I had Jeremy Grant written down, but I I wanted to. Uh, 
I, I probably should have had him on there. Uh, as somebody who improved a lot last year, but wasn't as efficient, if he puts it all together, if he has that scoring and is efficient like he was earlier in the year and is defending like he did earlier in his career and is used to that burn, like he could get it too. And there's somebody else yeah. who could be a candidate for first-time All-Star. I think that uh, looks good on the resume for this award. I'm going to have a hunch that one more time you are going to come in underneath me after uh, I was the low bid on all the uh, early ones. Uh, Coach of the Year, our last category – I need an 11 to feel like I'm going to have the winner. We tied. Wow. wow. We tied. I had 11. We tied. I, I, uh, Coach of the Year is another one where it's – A, it's always like a hard category to pick because I am not pretending to be a scout. I am yeah. not pretending to be – like, A, I'm not in the locker room of, for all these teams. I don't know – how much I get a sense of how much like Monty Williams impacted that team or Nate McMillan because you could kind of see a distinct you know change last year, but how much is Michael Malone and or 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 Ty Lu like impacting things versus that being a veteran locker like it's really hard to know and I, I'm in L A and I, it's hard to say with Ty Lu plus again the X's and O's stuff like I, I certainly watch a lot of basketball and talk to people and and. But I'm not a scout. I'm not going to pretend to say, man, it's all Rick Carlisle came into Indiana this year and totally changed the X's and O's and, and changed it. Like, I, I'm not that – I can't be that guy. So, like, I, I had to leave it – I had to leave a lot of names up there. The yeah, thing, well, the, I mean, I agree. I had 11 too. I was surprised uh, you did. Also, let's, <laughs> let's come back to listing our names though because now we're into the tiebreaker round. Yeah. So, we there are three categories where we had the same bid. Uh Eastern Conference Champion, Western Conference Champion, and Coach of the Year. So you are going to get to pick uh, between those three. You can pick first. Which one of those do you want? Uh, which of those are you most confident in your group of teams or coaches? I will go with East Champs. I'm ah, that's pretty... the one I wanted. <laughs> Sorry. I just feel – we talked about this a little bit. I just – I mean, I, I almost had the heat in there because I'm higher on them than most. But at the end of the day – if it's them versus the field, I think it's still 80% chance it's Nets or Bucks. And maybe 15-20, you know, 20% it's the Heat or 15% and 5% for fluky unexpected Hawks run or whatever you want to call it, whatever that other percent is. Um, but to me, it's it's still Nets and Bucks, one, two, the two dominant teams in the East. And I... I had the Nets pretty clearly ahead pre-Kyrie drama. Uh, do you have them close now? Yeah, I had them close before. I saw the Nets ahead. I mean, so which maybe says something about my uh, confidence of how much Kyrie was going to contribute anyway. Uh, <laughs> you know, losing Kyrie hurts. There's no question. The Nets are well positioned to handle it. Uh, yeah. You know, there were diminishing returns in what Kyrie Irving brought when you already have Kevin Durant and James Harden. You'd rather have that excess talent and the diminishing returns. Now there's less margin for error if Kevin Durant or James Harden gets hurt. I think there's also a pretty solid chance Kyrie Irving is is going to return yeah, at some yeah. point this year, one way or another. Uh, he has been very clear that he's not, at least publicly, he is not opposed to getting vaccinated. Uh, he said at Media Day that, that there's no limits on anything. Uh, in his Instagram video that... I watched. No, again, again, uh, you, you you deserve an extra day off or some hazard pay or something for having to sit through that and translate it. Um, 
or transcribe it. Yeah. Transcribe it. Yeah. He, uh, translated at points. Well, yes. Uh, he was open about, you know, his problem is that he feels pressed into a quick decision. Um, I think that should be respected to a degree, right? That that, that has um, We've known for a long time this was coming. He also said he was told he'd get an exemption, so maybe he hadn't been thinking about this so much. Um, I don't know. Uh, To me, I feel like if I could get a, regardless of whether I needed it for my job, if I could get a safe vaccine that would keep me healthy, that keep the people around me safer. I'd be very interested in it. I'd want to check it out, of course, right? It's fine to be skeptical. I'd want to check it out. But I think I'd be interested in that, just period, whether or not it's yeah. uh, required for my job. So I feel like there have been many months to evaluate that aspect of it. And then even if you're not sure, once you know for your job, anyway, long way of saying, I think he's going to be back playing eventually. We're talking about the playoff champion. Uh, so I still favor the Nets. I really like the Nets Bucks picks. Uh, just taking two of them against the field in the East. That might be of any category. The one I was most uh, felt most strongly about. Where if you have those two, you're going to have the winner. It's not a lock. There are other teams out there in contention for sure. Um, yeah, scoop that one up first. And so I'm stuck debating between do I what am I more confident that I can name the Western Conference champion if I can name three teams, or more confident that I can name Coach of the Year if I can name eleven coaches? And I'm going to go with Coach of the Year. Okay, uh, so I'm gonna. That's gonna leave Western Conference champion to you, and let's just talk about that first uh, while we're on conference champions. Uh, do I have this correct from our previous discussion? Your three teams are Lakers, Jazz, Suns. Yes, I, okay, those, those have been my three also. And and I think the one wild card in there, and I we brought briefly mentioned this before. I think during MVP, if Jamal Murray could come back and beat Jamal Murray, I would absolutely have Denver in the mix. I'm. Just because the injury or the surgery was, I believe, in April, um, I'm just not convinced he can not only – he probably is back on the court. I mean, you never know, but he's probably back on the court. But it's just – we all know with an ACL, there's still another – there's just another period of time before people are themselves again. And I'm just mm-hmm. not sure he's going to be him if and when he'll be himself. The, I think Den, Denver could – I mean, we're way ahead of the game. Who knows? But I – wouldn't be shocked if when we're doing this next year, you and I both have Denver as a favorite to win it all or come out of the West, at least. Like, I think that they're that good when he's there. I just don't think they're going to be there yet this year. So I went with, I really prefer the Laker and the Jazz. I think the Suns need a lot of things to go right again, but I think it's also possible. And also, by the way, guys on that, there's still a lot of young guys on that team, uh, Bridges and Aiton and guys who could take a step forward for them. Yep. Agreed on all counts. Um, we've, we've talked a long time uh, without mentioning the Clippers. It's not impossible Kawhi Leonard comes back. I, I'm not betting on that, obviously, yeah. right? That's why we haven't talked about him. Uh, but if we're going to talk about the Nuggets, you know, there's a chance there for the Clippers. Uh, and it was interesting what Kawhi said when he uh, said he agreed to the m- multi-year extension. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I'll just say I've, there was speculation going around Summer League that the Clippers pushed back on giving him one year. Uh, they, I don't. I don't know if that's true or not. That certainly floated around. But I just, Kawhi. It's not just that he had the surgery in was it June um, or May, or wherever, whatever about that. Or, no, it's June or July, right? When he had the surgery. Um, it's not just if how you can tell time during during these times. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. But not only is it it's that year, but I mean he is a guy who puts in work, so maybe he gets back. But I think the bigger just the history of Kawhi Leonard is he doesn't push through this, right? Not that he 
won't put in the work, but he is cautious about coming back. Right. I just want to throw that as a possibility. Uh, yeah. We've talked a lot about the Warriors, how I, I, iron I, will, and think they're in the mix. I will say this. If you're playing fantasy basketball, pick up Paul George. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to put up numbers this year, man. Yeah. We, yep. we, neither of us put him in as our MVP, but partially I think speaks to, in my case, concerns about durability, but also concerns about um, – um, I just don't think they'll win enough games for him to really get serious consideration against some of the other people on that list, but it could happen. Oh, it absolutely could for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, so when we're coming up with these numbers, we're not saying these are the only candidates. We're just saying how many candidates do we need to be above 50%? That still leaves 40 some percent. Uh, you know, some of the team ones that might be higher even, um, but on a lot of these, we're just trying to get barely over fifty percent. There are having we're trying to make this about even or just slightly in our just slightly yeah. in our favor. That's the whole point. It's not saying, oh, the I took six guys for MVP. It's not saying Jokic can't win, Harden can't win, Anthony Davis can't win, Paul George can't win. No, no, no. I think they got really good chances. I just think combined they're like in the forties. All right, last category we're going to talk about is Coach of the Year. Uh, that's the one I picked in the second. Uh, of yeah. this tiebreaker. Uh, so I'm gonna. I got 11 coaches. Let's see how much overlap I okay. have. I've got Steve Nash with the yep. Nets. I got Eric Spolster with the Heat. I've got Quinn Snyder with the Jazz. I got Steve Kerr with the Warriors. Frank Vogel with the Lakers. Monty Williams with the Suns. Michael Malone with the Nuggets. Teron Liu with the Clippers. Rick Carlisle with the Pacers. Chris Finch with the Timberwolves. Nick Nurse with the Raptors. And I feel, you know, I don't have a single first-year head coach on there. Chris Finch is the closest. I don't have a single first-year head coach in there. I think it's often prime for a a uh, new head coach to win this. A lot of times they do win it because it's fresh. It, you know, they're yeah. nothing stale. It appeals to voters. You can see their impact right away. Um, you, it's just hard to pick them because a lot of, you know, first-time head coaches flop. And so I, it's hard for me to put my faith in one of them. That's why I needed 11. So I needed such a high number because those first-time head coaches out there, I didn't pick any of them. Uh, how does your 11 compare to mine? Uh, just a few differences. I do have one first-timer. I have, I have Chauncey Billups in there. I think yeah, it is that's probably the best bet. Uh, that is the one guy who could make a real difference with that team. And by the way, when he saw part of him making a real difference compared to what Terry, uh, Stotts had done there for many years before, it was not just him changing the offense or, or doing whatever or getting through to Damian Lillard. He gets Nurkic back for the whole season. You yeah. mentioned picking up Larry Nance Jr. Like, this is a better roster when healthy than it was a year ago. So they could be better just based on that. And and he will get some credit for that. Um, so I, I think the Trailblazers and even the Mavericks have a chance in the West. That's the reason yeah. I pick Coach of the Year with 11 names over Western Conference over three. Like, I think the West is pretty wide open. Yeah. Um, I have Nate McMillan in there. Um, yep, he was one of my tough cuts. Uh, it just, I think that Nate McMillan has a shot uh, after what he did last year, um, taking over midseason and pushing the, the Hawks into the playoffs. I think that a, another big year from the Hawks gets him in consideration. Um, the other guy, which is kind of a weird one and a long shot, but I, I just couldn't leave him off because if things go right, he could break his weight. I, I think you have to have Doc Rivers. Mm, I just, I, I I just, now he is managing a, a mess of a situation, right? It's a, it's a, with Ben Simmons and how that's all going to shake out. But if that team comes back and gets a one or two seed, 
and that's not out of the question. If Embiid's healthy and playing like an MVP again, I think Doc Rivers gets a lot of or gets at least mentioned. Yeah, I think that's possible. I also think there's a lot of negativity around him of like, yeah, did you cause this mess? Did you not handle Ben Simmons the right way? And so if the team plays well, I think there's a lot of belief uh, that they didn't need Ben Simmons, that he wasn't that good. There were a lot of Ben Simmons detractors. Doc Rivers has a chance. He was one of the harder cuts. There's, I, I'm with you, but that's, my, that's why he didn't crack my top 11. Yeah. Was, was uh, there anybody else you had that I did not? No, uh, that was that was the Grizz. I, I almost left. I almost put Thibodeau on if the you know, but I just yeah. I think the Heat. I think the Knicks will be better. I just think they're going to fall back because the East got better. And if you made me pick one, by the way, I as a favorite, if I were if I were laying my money down on this at points bet, I'd probably do Monty Williams. Like, he came so close. He came so close a year ago. Right. The Suns are still going to be very good, and yep. I think that he he gets some. Um, Residual carryover. We'll go with carryover from from last season. Uh, some carryover goodwill because I, from the playoffs. Yeah, from the playoffs. Exactly. Like uh, right. uh, last season, I had ended up voting for Tom Thibodeau. It's a regular season award. Same. But I think what Monty did in the playoffs shows. It, and part of it was I think it also to me. Some people tried to point that out to me, like, well, look what Monty did in the playoffs. I'm like, yeah, Tom Thibodeau's team flamed out in the in the first round, <laughs> which to me. The fact that he got them to a four seed speaks to how well he coached because that was – you could see once a, once a team could dial down on, on Julius Randle, there, that was – there was a lot of smoke and mirrors making that thing work. Yep. Yep. I, I agree. We, we saw that the same way. Who are the three coaches uh, who I had who you did not? Uh, now you're going to make me go back through that. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, who was on your list again? I'm now. I'm. All right, we're gonna do it more rapid fire. This yeah. Time. You stop me when I get to one of the three. Uh, Steve Nash, Eric Spolstra, Quinn Snyder, Steve Kerr. Frank I did not have Kerr. I, I'm yeah. not. A, I'm not a big believer yeah. in the Warriors. Yeah. See, this is uh, this is coming up a lot through this. Uh, Frank Vogel. Do uh, not have him. Okay. Um, and, and that, but that was another hard leave off because I think if the Lakers are healthy and and a top three seed, he's going to be in the mix. Right. I mean, they could be really good in the regular season, and like I'm just they not even need to be top seed. But I feel like there's a lot of issues with their roster; everything fits together. Uh, but we thought that his first year, and he made it look really good. And I, yeah, I think their defense. I think their defensive step back is going to hurt them, and that's more. Frankly, I'm not sure that's on him. That's on how Rob Polinka has built this roster. But uh, I, I think the defensive step back hurts hurts the Lakers a little and hurts him. Yeah, but if they don't have a defensive step back, then I, I think yeah. that might be because of him, right? Maybe he, I think he's a good defensive coach. I think he's he is very yeah. of, of making an impact there. I'm gonna guess the other one's Chris Finch. Yeah, I did not have yeah. Finch. Yeah, uh, I thought he did good things with the uh, I, expectations are low. If he gets them sneaking into the playoffs, that's gonna reflect well. Are they a play-in team to you? I think they're in the. I think yeah. they can be. I think they can get there. Yeah. Yeah. I yes. I I think they're a play-in team. Also, I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs. Um, but they have a path, right? That's what you're looking for with yeah. much of the year. Is there a path? Is there a way? And and I think this is unfair. So much of this is about exceeding expectations. Yeah. Like, oh, you did a great job, but we expected you to do a great job. You're expulsory. You do a great job every year. Yeah. Like, oh, you got the heat to, uh, you know, be a high seed and look good. Like, but you're a good coach. Well, yeah, to me, we should just honor the good coach again. Um, but I know that's not exactly how. Yeah, that's not how. Well, I mean, in that case, it's like I, I, I don't think Greg Popovich forgot to coach. 
Like I right. think he's gonna. I, 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 it's unlikely he wins this award. I, it's also unlikely yes, that the Spurs are that good. But that said, the Spurs could surprise people, and they, uh, there are some pieces there. So we'll see. Yes. My counter to that is I also do think it's coach of the year. So if you're a really good coach with a lot of roster continuity, maybe you did all your good coaching in previous years and yeah. it's carrying over and you're not actually making that big of an impact this year. Is that your, is that's your that's argument against Quinn Snyder? So I have Quinn Snyder's on my list. Uh, I don't feel great about him for that reason. That would be my argument against him, but I'm high on the Jazz this year. If yeah. they are like a clear number one in the West, he might just win it. Whether or not I think he should, whether or not I think he did his coaching in a previous year, if they're just like running away with the West and the regular season, he could just win it. Yeah, yeah. And I think it'll be interesting. I think, though, that you're going to see them. I think I think he's going to take a page from – and by the way, neither of us mentioned Budenholzer. I don't yeah. think – I just don't think – I don't think he can live up to the expectation. You know, yeah. yeah short of them winning 72 games or something, I just don't see it happening. Right. Um, I think with Snyder, you're going to see some stuff out of the Budenholzer camp, though, from last year where – you're going to see them try some different things on off, uh, defense. You're going to see some different lineups. I think he understands now he's got to better prepare this team for what they'll see in the playoffs than yeah. than he has in the past. Yes, agreed. Well, we, we found enough disagreement here. We, we're, we're pretty evenly split on how many uh, categories each of us has versus the field. Uh I've got one, two, three, four. You have the other five. So we got nine. We're not, we're not going to have a tie. Uh, we'll see how this shakes out. We'll, I'm sure we'll this. We should, do, like I said, we should revisit this later in the season uh, yeah. or, or when we get close to talking about the awards at the end of the season. It'd be kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when we're actually picking who deserves to win these, we'll do our yeah. best not to be influenced by this just to try and make ourselves right. Well, well we could, I think, both put it aside and say who it, we truly think. I say it's so funny because occasionally, again, as a voter, I've had people like, well, you picked Jokic, so you wanted him last year. You wanted him to win MVP. I'm like, nah, you're I, that's fun. really, really, no, I got lucky. Like, it's like, I honestly, I mean, he was in the mix and I thought the opportunity was there and he's the guy I picked, but it was, you know, there's a whole lot of luck that goes into making these. This is why I don't bet for a living. <laughs> All right. Well, I think, uh, I think we've gone long enough on this. Uh, I'm going to go look up who the other people were. Who left off? Uh, left oh. off Anthony Edwards on Rookie of the Year. So that they didn't even, who you think is who you think is smart? Well, the, yeah, not all of them. Um, but there oh, were boy. there were no, but oh, Tony. Oh. Jo- well, well, that came out wrong. Oh uh, boy! Now I'm <laughs> Tony Jones was one of them. I'm not going to blank off the top of my head. Uh, but I remember. I just remember reading through that list. It was not even. It was the people who had him third or lower, um, just and didn't have him first or second. And I was like, oh. I'm pretty proud to be in that group. I'll take that. So you, you mentioned uh, Bonteps, Arnovitz, uh, Marv Albert uh, in your group. Well, uh, we can just do some of these. Well, uh, okay. Without oh, comment. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Heelan. Uh, oh, man. So it's, it's uh, yeah, I would have, I might have just skated under because he wouldn't have even made my, my ballot. I, I see why you got the backlash. I didn't have an official vote. That always helps. Uh but yeah, if everybody's just browsing through for a third, and Pelton, Pelton's a uh, Pelton Sharp. I'll, I'll come yeah. on, on on that one. Uh, Dwayne Rankin of the yeah. Republic also sharp. Yeah, you guys, uh, you got good company here. Yeah, um, I think you guys all overrated Edwards. I would have had him <laughs> the ballot, but third, uh, I would have had him fourth or so. Maybe I don't know. I'm not even sure if he made my All NBA first team. Now I'm uh, all rookie team. Now I have to go look that up. Yeah, yeah. he did. He was on my all rookie, all rookie first team. That I do know. 
Well, this is, this is why I'm a believer in for most improved player, because I, I thought he was playing great by the end of the year. Not that good throughout the season. Didn't have a good season. That's why I do for most yeah, and, player, mostly. How was and, your season compared to your previous season? Yeah, and by the way, nobody was watching Timberwolves games by the end. Like they, Despite him playing well, that was not the best basketball team in the world. So No, no. Okay, he didn't make my first team. I, I would have had him fourth. I see that now. Okay. Uh, you can't, nobody can hate on me too much. I'm believing <laughs> him now. We're all on the same page. I believe he's going to be most improved player. He's my one pick. I didn't have to make one pick because we did all this. Uh, Kurt, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. We'll, uh, we'll do this again soon. But we, we, are we going to change the name of this to Voice of the Voiceless Podcast, or are we just going to keep it at PBT? Um, I think Voice of the Voiceless is a perfect name because, <laughs> because we, we just spent an hour talking. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's, that's what the Voiceless do. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.